Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 11 of the Conspiracy Analytica podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Sather, and today's show is something special with someone special. We have none other than Brad Getz on this program. Brad Getz is a fellow contributor to We The Media along with myself and has been a digital soldier for a few years now, starting a YouTube channel back in 2018 to start reporting truths about our country and world that the mainstream media dares not touch. He got his popular YouTube channel wiped on the exact same day I did in October of 2020 when YouTube sanitized dozens of channels from their platform right before the election. Gotta love big tech. Now, we will get to the interview in a moment, but I want to say thank you to the sponsor of this show, One Source Solutions. One Source is a payment processing company that is owned by patriots who will never cancel you or your business for your political beliefs or what you post on social media. So if you have a business or you're looking to start a business, check out One Source Solutions for your payment processing needs, whether that's a nail salon or your chiropractor or a plumber or whatever you do, they'll be able to help you out. Their, web, their website is trustonesource.com. That's trustonesource.com. Also, if you'd like to directly donate to this podcast, you can do so through my locals page at jordansather.locals.com. I'll be posting a link to that locals account along with one source in the description below this podcast. Now, without further ado, let's bring on Brad and talk about his awakening journey and how he got into online content creation. All right, Brad Getz, thank you for coming on the uh, Conspiracy Analytica podcast here. How are you doing today, my man? Uh, I'm doing great. It's a great day to be here and uh, definitely a pleasure. So I'm actually not too familiar with your background. You know, we met a couple of times and we're in the We The Media group together. We've both kind of been uh, political conspiracy news streamers for a few years now. So it's been great working together, but I want to get a little bit of your background. You know, how did you get into initially just kind of waking up to everything going on in the world? And then how did you and why did you start getting into creating a channel and doing online content? Uh, yeah, you know, I've always been a little more conservative minded. Uh, I've always considered myself a Republican, if you will, or um, and into that, I guess uh, a mild little wake up maybe towards 2008, nine-ish, I started watching a lot of Glenn Beck and his digs on Soros and stuff like that. But then he was taken right off Fox News, of course. Can't talk about that stuff. And then it kind of lulled a little. But I always liked Donald Trump. And I guess what really got me going is he had said when he went to run in 2015, I was like, all right, this is awesome. This is a businessman, a non-politician. In my mind, my naive mind at the beginning, I was like, hey, this is someone everyone could like, which I found out pretty quickly was no, everyone, you know, automatically just went right with the news and forgot who Trump was, I guess, and hated him. But nevertheless, so I was kind of vested in that. And, you know, I was on uh, Facebook a lot and things like the Republic of Kekistan and stuff, you know, kind of like more like shit posting groups and and it was funny. We always laugh like, oh, we memed him into presidency, but really it was just pushing it back against a lot of the the BS that they were saying about him. And that's uh, what got me first in like involved. But then what really got me involved, which I'm um, the same thing. Well, I mean, actually, I know for a fact you were pretty involved before Q, but, uh, but one thing that really amplified me was those Q posts. 
I just happened on accident. I was in another uh, posting group called Pinochet's Social Justice Warrior Helicopter Party on Facebook. You know, <laughs> good name, good name. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty. It was pretty funny, man. A lot of uh, a lot of laughs in there. And I had saw that a Saudi prince had died in a helicopter crash, and I just just being an idiot posted in like LOL, which one of you did this? And uh, someone shared me the first week of Q drops. And I had known like little, you know, I had known enough to know that I, they were trustable and there was at least something to keep an eye on. And then right away I had found pages like your own and, um, and like that video, someone shared me, I was uh, Tracy beans first video on it. And then I just started paying attention and reading them. And man, you know, what people don't realize, I think in the beginning is the way they did, this, especially those first maybe six to eight months of drops with the questions, they sent us all on these deep dives where we're finding all these things that kind of like we knew little pieces and then it filled in all the gaps and was like, oh, these things aren't kind of a pulling at each other. Like, oh, it's the bankers. No, you know, maybe it's the Vatican. Maybe it's this. It was like, oh, no, it's kind of all of them. And this is how they work together. And this is their network. And this is what they're all doing. And then it was just off to the races, you know, for me. So what are the what area of the country did you grow up? So I, I grew up right outside Manhattan. Gotcha. And uh that's kind of why I knew Trump, but Trump was always on the news and stuff. Like oh yeah. So you were so you were familiar stuff. with Trump for years, like during his, I guess, celebrity apprentice days and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I actually um, worked for him. I well, not directly, but I worked my first construction job was on Trump F in 2002. And he was always known in the construction industry as like one of the good ones. You know, you get to know which owners or basically who pays the benefits on time, who does stuff. Everyone wanted a Trump job. This was the guy, you know, he was known as like a good guy. He'd actually show up at the topping off parties, hang out, shake people's hands. Uh, it, it blew my mind the way people turned on him. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. So grew up outside of Manhattan. And yeah, when it came to the Q drops, you know, like you mentioned, I think I was doing YouTube videos for like nine months beforehand. But when those Q posts first came out, then they just exploded. And those of us who started covering it, I mean, it was our content was just so many people were interested in it. They wanted to know more about it. They wanted to research it. And then those of us just kind of doing videos, talking about it, it became very viral. And you, so that, that incident you mentioned with Saudi Arabia, I remember the date that was November 5th. 2017 so that was about a week after q first started posting and did you start doing did you start a youtube channel up kind of right away from that point or did it take like when did you start doing youtube videos about it so i had a youtube from way back in the day i had always loved youtube and i had about six thousand subscribers from 2009 to 12 basically with me and my friends making like fake beer commercials and dumb stuff, you know, just having like, remember YouTube actually used to be fun. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but, um, <laughs> but it had gone dormant. Uh, Hurricane Sandy uh, totally destroyed my house and basically made me uh, had a essentially live like a refugee from then on. It was pretty mm -hmm. wild. So that kind of destroyed any of that ended my band ended a lot of stuff. And it, my page has been dormant for years. So now, with when I had found that stuff with Q right away, I was just in the Facebook groups and I fit doing digs, you know, just different things, just posting posts. And so since I had liked doing videos, 
I would make videos from time to time and I'd post them. And a lot of them people really liked, but with Facebook, like anything else, especially in the Facebook group, it would be buried after a couple of days. So eventually in May of 2018, uh, I was like, you know, I'd always kept politics kind of separate from my YouTube. And I said, you know what? It's been dormant. No one's even on this thing. I don't even, I haven't even posted on here and thank God knows how long. I'm just going to start posting these here just so I don't lose them. Because there was a few where I was like, oh, you know, I'd have to really search to find them to get so buried. And then they just started getting views. I guess people who saw them on Facebook were looking for them there. And they just started going off. And then next thing I know, it's like one's like 500,000 views so going viral. And then another one, like 600,000 views. And it was just like, all right, I guess I'll just keep posting on my YouTube from now on, you know? And then that was it. And, and then um, in, so then I had posted on there all from like little spring of 2018, all through the summer. And then August of 2018, I got my first shadow ban. You know, you know, we all know how that goes. And you'd see the the views rocket off for the first hour and then drop to like 40 for up there. Yeah, and, right. Uh, oh, man, those days, oh, the, man. the 2018 days, that was before they these big tech platforms tweaked the algorithms. So like I, I was lucky enough to start doing videos at the yeah. end of 2017. And I even had a couple of videos that would hit YouTube's top trending for the day. And, you know, <laughs> it was it just exploded. And then early 2018, I remember they took down my channel over the Parkland shooting and I had to fight to get it back. So then, you yeah. you know, you said May 2018, you started your channel. So you were able to take advantage of those, some of those algorithms real quick. And yeah. then, yeah, it was it was August 2018 when Q first like had the huge wave of mainstream press because you you probably remember that one day it was like you wake up all the news wires just ran these front page <laughs> q articles it's like holy shit this is mainstream now right yeah like first week of august 2018 and then they started manipulating those algorithms i mean we were still able to like take advantage of youtube and all that granted we were demonetized uh, I remember my channel was removed from the partner program, so I couldn't monetize at all, zero. But yeah. it was, you know, it wasn't until really 2020. Did you get removed in October 2020 with the rest of us? I was banned right away from monetization. I was banned the whole time. I wasn't able to monetize anything right from basically that August. I never even got a chance to apply for it. And oh, bummer. Yeah. Then we in the spring of August, in the spring of 2020. They let me be monetized really quick for like two months. And then they shut it down again. Like oh, bummer. June or something like that. For I don't know. It was like, why are you guys torture me like this? But yeah, so I was, they said, I'm not eligible right off the bat. Uh, August, like, like he said, I got in like right before that. I like was going viral. I, I shot up to like 20,000 subscribers right away and then they clamped me down in august and even do you remember they would like erase tags i remember all of all of a sudden my tags would all be erased then everything would be uh flatlining huh. and then in um and then what propelled me finally so i just like slowly would get uh i slowly would get subscribers i like slowly marched up to about thirty thousand in february of 2019 and then q shared my um Q is 100% coming from the Trump administration uh, Q proof video in post 2808. And then that really broke through 
and then I like I went for like forty thousand, and then from then on, it was just like word of mouth. I think eventually, by the time they on the fateful October fifteenth, I think I had about one hundred sixty thousand subscribers. But uh, it's it was a wild ride, man. I, you want know, to? I'll tell you one thing that I uh, I went through my head kind of weird with when when I got queued in February two thousand nineteen was my channel name because you know coming from Facebook. I, I don't know how much you were on Facebook in the early days. You I know, was every... I was pretty active on there. I had a pretty big group, okay. and uh, yeah, that got swiped in 2020. Yeah, oh, good, good. God bless September and October of 2020. Yeah, I think we all just got. So you everything. did get your YouTube <laughs> channel removed that fateful like Hunter Biden yep. laptop day when they yep. wiped out like dozens of us. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I remember someone saying Red Pill 78's channel got lost. I go, oh man, that sucks. And I You're go like bummer, I, right? I clicked my uh yeah, I clicked my um my link to my YouTube, which usually just opened up to my page and said this page has been removed. And I go, oh no, this must be a mistake. I'm going to look for a red pill. I'm like, wait, my page has been removed. And then I saw the list and I saw that everyone's pages were removed. And I was like, oh crap, you know, it was pretty awful. Yeah, I was I was uh trying to make like a running list that day and I, I would I don't remember whose was the first. Maybe it was Red Pill 78s was like the first that we saw go down. And I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh bummer. And then it was like X22 went down. And then iPod went down. And holy shit, they're all going down. So I tried to keep this running tally. Mine went down. Yours went down. Bunch of them. I tried yeah. streaming to my backup channel, my destroying the illusion 2.0 channel, real quick. And I'm like, emergency guys. All of our channels are getting wiped. And I was able to get like one live stream in. And then they took down my backup channel an hour later. So my God, they had a they had a full list of all of us. All of us. That yes. whoever, whoever was tracking all of us, whether it was agency or media matters or something, they gave YouTube, the YouTube moderation desk a list, and we were all on that list. And then whew, no more. No more. Yeah, it was definitely a list because uh, I remember when Q posted, it was like a month earlier, uh, drop all references to Q. You right. know, you don't, it's not Save important everything anymore. Offline. I changed my channel name to Logical Faction. I DQ'd my whole, my channel. Actually, only about a third of my videos explicitly were about Q because I used to do the digs, actually. You know, it wasn't necessarily like, uh, I wasn't necessarily reading the Q posts. I was more or less trying to answer the questions like, whoa, here's the heap of crap I just found. Uh, you know, about X, Y, Z. So it wasn't too hard to do that. And I got deleted anyway. So it didn't matter. They had a, they had a pre-list. There was no like escaping that. I don't think. Hmm. Yeah. No escaping that at all. Do you miss it? Do you miss any of these YouTube or Facebook or whatnot? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I feel like, you know, I was so like caught up and just trying to get the message out there and trying to do it as much research as possible that I never enjoyed it. Like, I wish I would have like stopped and enjoyed the fact that like, Hey, I got a pretty rocking YouTube channel right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I love that we have the new platforms now and I love all this stuff like pill.net and, and true social and even telegram has been great. And just kind of these things that have uh, rose up in the wake of it because now it's, hours you know they always snarkily right like well just build your own and then parla tried that and they crushed them bullets like you know what now we have our own screw you now we can actually talk freely so in hindsight i think it was pretty good uh, i think it was a good thing personally 
Yeah, I, I definitely should have taken advantage of that YouTube channel more while we had it. Because back when we were on those platforms, it was tough to envision a life without them. Like, man, what would yeah. I do without this Facebook page or my YouTube channel with 100, 200,000 subs or something like that? And number one, should have taken a more more advantage of that opportunity while we were on big tech. Number two, should have definitely prepared better um, before we were kicked off. But hey, whatever. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and we've been able to uh, make do since then. So you're on Rumble now. You're on True Social now. I love Foxhole, man. Foxhole is great. Foxhole is awesome. Yeah, oh, it really yeah. is, dude. And those dudes are great. Uh, the the mats and stuff. It's just a cool little comfy bunker for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's not the biggest. I don't, I think I probably get when I live stream the least amount of views on Foxhole, but it's like the most active, most passionate community there. It's great. Definitely trying to get more people over to Foxhole. So you're very politically focused. You were very Q focused, still are. Uh, were there any other topics you kind of dove into, whether it was on your own accord, just inner inspiration or passion or, or by happenstance? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Q mentioned it a little bit, but uh, one thing that I'd always really was very passionate about was uh, 9-11. And I think almost too, almost maybe a little guilt was in there because I had defended it for so long. I was a pretty big Bush supporter and I kind of blindly was like, guys, you're ridiculous, hmm. you know? And then I remember reading those couple Q drops were like, you know, who's Bin Laden's handler? What was the purpose? I remember thinking, like, man, 9-11-2? And then I started realizing, I was like, well, you know, they were turning on Trump. Uh, the Bushes did turn on Trump and all this stuff. And I dove into that. And my God, is there so much sauce on 9-11? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I personally don't. It's funny because one of the things that really propelled my channel in um, the spring of 2019 i did a dig on 9-11 and to this day people ask me about oh the, that 9-11 video is the best video i ever saw on 9-11 but some people get a little agitated because i don't subscribe to the fake planes uh i don't really oh god uh, I, it's so i can't stand yeah. the fake plane stuff like if you actually talk to people who were there in new york on 9-11 witnessed it firsthand it's like it's so obvious that the planes weren't fake right, come they weren't on fake. no hey, dude, real I, planes I'll take you one step further. I started working construction in Manhattan on skyscrapers in February of 2002. And when I tell you, like when you're doing a building, a sky, when you're building a skyscraper, especially on the concrete crew, like I was, you're on the top. It's like you're on a roof, every single floor you're on the roof. So, I mean, I worked with people who literally saw the plane, everyone and their mother for that next year and a half was like, yeah, we were standing here and we heard, we all looked it over to the, we all looked at the Hudson and we saw the plane rip by all the first plane. They all saw the first plane and then like went on their deck. Hmm. Uh, so I have personally met, I didn't see it myself. I can't say it so myself, but I've personally met, I don't know, 300 people who all tell the same exact story of that first plane. So I've seen the videos. I see there's one where the wing looks like it disappears behind the building. I probably maybe would subscribe to those theories if i hadn't personally met 150 people who right, all right. said they saw the first plane so i kind of reluctantly I, I kind of go to the amalgam virgo thing where they where they kind of earlier that summer had a walkthrough with bin laden and drone planes so to me i think maybe there was a drone plane 
Who knows? Maybe it was a missile. I don't know. All I know is a whole bunch of people saw something for real there. But when you look into all that stuff, I mean, I built, uh, I was the surveyor layout engineer on skyscrapers for about 17 years. Well, there's no way those buildings fall down like that unless they were rigged yeah. for demo. No way ever in a million years. I, I mean, mean it, real insane. planes hit the buildings, but that doesn't mean there wasn't also controlled demolition involved with those buildings. And then you got building seven. Of course, yeah. no plane hit that one. You can see right. it just cave in from the middle, totally imploded. Could have been maybe some directed energy weaponry as well, because you see the like massive concrete spires just like turn into dust instantly. So could right. have been a variety of things. But I definitely don't think planes were fake. That reminds me a lot of the uh, fake moon landing psyop when they're all saying, oh, look at this video, blah, 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 fake video or whatnot. Well, the event could have really happened. There could have been actual videos put out there along with fake videos to muddy the waters and confuse people. Maybe with 9-11, some videos were faked and then purposely leaked out into the conspiracy community just to confuse people, just to get them... Uh, divided and and arguing and squabbling over this noise over here to lead them off the path of the signal could be yeah i think they found out with jfk that that's one of the best tactics right you just you throw so much stuff out there you keep people chasing so many different trails that who at the after a while it's like who even knows what the real one is and it sort of becomes exhausting Mm mm-hmm so, but yeah, it was so with that stuff, that was always a personal, uh, that became a kind of a personal passion of mine. Uh, well, World Trade Seven, Center 7, when they, when architects and engineers uh, did their report on that, you know, that I'm literally a blueprint engineer. So I, that was like my total wheelhouse. So I went in there, I went through that whole report. Uh, I did a video on that at one point when they're talking about, one of the things in the NIST report, they left off the side plates on column 79. Me knowing how to, I downloaded the blueprints for World Trade Center 7, found column 79. I found the video of them building the original World Trade Center 7. With those blueprints, I was able to determine, stop the video at a certain spot where their side plates actually are on, which would have prevented what they said, the I-beam coming off its seat. It would have stopped that, and that's what they predicate the whole their whole fake version of the collapse. So that was like kind of cool. You know, you know how it is when you find something that like you know no one has, and you're like, whoa, this is like going to be the pinnacle of a video. So I, uh, yeah, so that sort of stuff. That's my wheelhouse. That's uh, my profession, and that became kind of a passion to me. But I've I've dove into man pretty much <laughs> as much as humanly possible at this point. It's uh, it's, pre- it's pretty wild, the stuff that's just normal talking points now that in 2015 would have been considered crazy. I don't think people really give the Q community enough credit for that. You know, how many Oh, no, they definitely now. got a lot of ideas mainstream and got a lot of people talking about it. So one quick question. Yeah. Uh, was that Architect and Engineers for 9-11 report a cover job? Was it full of shit? No, I think okay. it was excellent. Because I've, I've been leaning on kind of some of their reports and takes on the stuff as well. I've only ever read the World Trade Center 7 one. I've only ever read that one. Gotcha. And that one, it makes a lot of sense to me, man. I'll tell you that much. Are all of these videos you've been talking about, like your Q-Proofs one and the uh, 9-11 one, are they backed up on BitChute or anywhere? Yeah, they're they're all on my BitChute and my Rumble. Cool. Um, If people go to Logical Brad dot tv 
there is a video section there where I kind of made, you know how rumble, like you have to just scroll for eight years. Oh man. I wish they, yeah. Rumble needs so much work. They need, (laughs) we need to be able to moderate our chats. We need playlists on there. It could, uh, but it's good to have free speech. Let's just say that it's good to not get censored. So what I built on my website is a whole thumbnail clip, a click clickable thumbnail page that looks like how YouTube used to look like where people can just go and actually just click a thumbnail and watch a video rather than scrolling for eight years. So if they, you know, people can find a lot of them on logicalbread.tv. I mean, they're all on my rumble and I'm slowly but surely building that, building that up. Nice man. Nice. So you got into nine 11, definitely into the Q stuff. And yeah, like you said, what 2015 was seven years ago so yeah 2015 16 17 even four five six years ago i started getting into all this stuff about 10 11 years ago about 2011 2012 and you couldn't question vaccines then not at all (laughs) nope you couldn't do that you couldn't suggest that elections were rigged people wouldn't no wouldn't even give it a second thought like you're crazy how could they they do that a presidential election come on now and now (laughs) Summer of 2022, you're the oddball if you don't question these things. Like, holy, you're not questioning this COVID shot? Are you crazy? Come on, it's all there. It's obvious. You're not questioning this election fraud? Come on, man. Like, 2,000 mules. My God, Dominion voting systems. Come on, man. China. Like, <laughs> it's it's such an incredible change what's happened. And the uh, the exponential, it's truly an exponential or parabolic increase in how many more people are questioning things, thinking for themselves. It's it's good to see, man. It's good to see. Oh, yeah, dude. I love it. it the whole world, like you're saying, it's all been changed. And it, the, the terms like deep state are just normal terms now. You get, I mean, yeah. imagine saying deep state, you get a laugh at. And you're right. We're all these things. And, and there's so much information that's out there. And that's what I love with those Q drops kind of taught us how to do you know, people act like it's a cult or you know like oh like we're going to like weird meetings it's not a cult in fact it showed us that some of these other people might be in a cult this is like the anti-cult kind of a yeah, lot right? of us went oh crap i think some of these other people are in cults you know it sort of uh motivated a lot of us but it's uh it showed us how to research and stuff and like you're saying with the vaccine you know i did a dive on the vaccine in this in a documentary i made called population control uh, last September. And man, you know how many people are on camera literally saying there are too many people on planet Earth. You know, I went in with a couple like a David Rockefeller clip and I had a one. Maybe a Bill of, Gates one. You know, he's popular for admitting it, but yep. there's a lot of them out there. I found so many, Playing dude. The quiet part out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So all these things, it's just a matter of looking. And now you have everyone looking. And, you know, every now and then you get like a snarky, you know, just regular MAGA person who wants to like take their shots. But it's like, dude, you're taking shots at the MSN version of what this was. It really wasn't nothing crazy. It was just like us. We were just watching messages on a mess on 4chan. Then, you know, the 8chan, 8kun. And we were trying to answer someone's questions and doing research. That's it. It's not some like weird big cult or nothing. It's uh, I don't know. So I'm sure they, I know they've made that into that, but I wish some of these people, I'm not saying they have to dive into any of it, but at least they, I wish they'd at least lay off. Anyway, well, sorry. you know, they just, 
they don't know the history of it. They weren't there at the beginning of it. It's good to talk to an OG and on like yourself and have, you know, talk to somebody who's experienced these things, who was involved more or less in kind of the community back in 2017, 18, even 2019, because once kind of late 2020 to 2021 came around, then we just got all of these clowns that came out of the woodwork and started saying the most stupidest shit. And they would, you know, <laughs> they would talk about Q, blah, blah, blah. But then they would say, oh, all the deep states already in Gitmo or all these people are clones oh, or Trump's coming back uh, this day, this day, this day, or, you know, all the most yeah. ridiculous stuff, all the JFK juniors coming back alive, all this stuff. And they're the, <laughs> the ones that really poisoned the movement. And they're the ones that gave give ammunition to the mainstream media hit pieces, calling it a cult and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, everybody knows yeah. that I, I go off on these, these certain people now and again no but, way but no way but yeah but you i mean i like you because you're open to sort of calling out the infiltration as well you're, you're you have the courage to do it and you're uh unashamed about it so i do appreciate yeah. that when you share my stuff and and help me kind of call out the infiltration and the clickbait yes man yeah it's uh it's ridiculous. You know, I, I certainly don't do it to the level uh, of you, you know, respect, but it, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, it's like, I'm like, all right, man, you know what, dude, let them do their thing. And then I'll read too many things and I'll snap and I'll be like, whoever believes this is, is effing stupid. You know, oh yeah. Like, like you snap a couple of days ago, I saw you snap oh, man, and I'm like, I Oh God, it. that's, that's freaking hilarious. I'm laughing at, <laughs> at Brad snapping. Cause you're like the nicest guy in the world. And, and, it would, it's tough to like envision you snapping, but then you do it and you're just like, come on guys, get your shit together. Like use common sense. It's so frustrating. And the worst is like the dates, man. And they were like, yeah, Trump's coming back on July 4th. Oh, according to who? Or, you know, or like you were saying, like you just made that up, dude, just a minute. You made that up. And, or like you're saying, like, uh, when they say, oh, they're all dead in Gitmo. Like there was this one dude I was watching. I watched someone making fun of him, watch a clip. And he was like, oh, Biden. Well, you know, the real Biden was executed in Gitmo and back in December. And he had like a date and everything. And I was like, it just you rolled there? off his tongue. Pixar didn't happen, like, bro. Right. I was like, exactly <laughs> like, according to what? What are you basing this on? And then I like, he's like, well, you know, I'm an insider. Uh, yeah, sure you are. Okay. I, I read it. I read an article yeah. on Real Raw News. And, and <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah, so, yeah show you work or it doesn't happen. It's period. like people woke up to the mainstream media BS. Great. Well, now you're getting sucked into the conspiracy fake news BS. And now you got to kind of wake up again, right? It's like, there's another right. awakening experience people have to go through and then realize, oh shit. Because I think of it this way, right? You could take, I mean, what is CNN average, a prime time news broadcast, like eight, 900,000 people, right? Maybe oh, that's yeah. giving them a little more credit, but uh, <laughs> I mean, and at NBC, CNN, they average anywhere like near a million people per prime time broadcast live. So if you take, you know, some of these conspiracy channels on either BitChute or Rumble, you could get one of them, one of their videos might get 30,000, 50,000 views, right? So you right. could take, all you need is 10 to 15 influencers with a decent audience size like that, getting anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 views a video. And then they match 
they match basically the power or the engagement of these primetime nationwide three letter media organizations. So I don't, sometimes people rag on me like, Oh, Jordan, this stuff doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think you understand the engagement of these channels. All you need is like 12 to 15 of them. And they are influencing hundreds of thousands, if not a couple of million people. So their clickbait really does more damage than, you know, you might think being stuck in your little echo chamber of things you see on social media. We're talking like multiple platforms, millions of views with this clickbait conspiracy disinformation. And then that is that clickbait is weaponized against us by the mainstream media. I mean, that's literally what they use to make us all look stupid. So yeah, I just think it's, it's very important to fight. And I don't know, maybe it's just some inner passion or inner drive as to why I go so hard against it, but I'm just glad that other people are starting to see it and fight back against it too, because we need to be better than the mainstream media, better than the people we're calling out. And if we're going to be like leaders or, or influencers in this movement, try to help people think, well, we need to practice what we preach. So just some thoughts on that. Yeah, without a doubt, right? Because this is exactly what we're fighting against. And mm-hmm. to me, the the biggest Q thing with Q was to just be a real source of news. I mean, that was one of the yeah. biggest messages. So I guess you can't blame them for doing their fake hit pieces. We're like directly, <laughs> it was direct a movement directly uh, involved in in trying to take them down. But this is what they do. They lie about so much stuff. And there's plenty of crazy real stuff to talk about that's backed up by literal cia's own documents and fbi's own documents and video that they want to hide and court documents there's plenty of real stuff without going crazy and you know some of the stuff it's just it's just damaging um you know certainly not looking to get into a flat earth debate but as much as you know there's people that try to be nice about that but to me it's like who cares and then this is the sort of stuff that they use to make us look silly and there's just a lot of other things like uh like you mentioned the jfk jr i thought that was a lot of fun when it first came out right we're at the moon township rally uh trump said we have very important people here people freeze framed it one lady looked a lot like carolyn Bissett. And the people started like, whoa. And then they started looking around. And they said, oh, and they saw Vincent Fusca. Like, well, he looks like he could be JFK Jr. in disguise. This went on for a couple of months. It was fun. And then Q literally in 2018 said, no, no, this is not alive. The only time he ever addressed it. And now somehow there was this there was is- another time in 2019. Where Q address it, they like redropped their drop and reminded people, like, hey, oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so even twice, all right, so even twice they addressed it, and that was it. You know, I saw that, I was like, oh, all right, and I moved on with my life. I mean, I wasn't like diving too much into it anyway, and in my head, it was just like, oh, well, that was that was a fun little thing, and I would just move on to real stuff, you know, that was a little more whatever. And uh, there's just it's gone on to the point where. First of all, it does sound goofy when you say it. So it's just the easiest thing for him to mock. And some of the people are so angry about it. They're like, it's not just like, oh, you don't think JFK Jr. is alive or you don't think we should talk about that. It's like, no, you're wrong. How could you take this? How could you say that? And you're like, oh, man, you have no idea. <laughs> like, none of yeah, us they have go any like clue. Full snowflake meltdown over it. Like, <laughs> Right. Just to, like show me on this doll where my belief hurt you, right? Like, what? <laughs> right. 
So, oh man. So some of the things I, I feel like we do ourselves a favor by just, you know, focusing on what's provable and, and trying to be vetted, try to vet our stuff. You know, everyone makes mistakes, but that's another thing too. It's like, if you make a mistake, it sucks, but say, Hey, my bad. Right. Turned out and to then be just fake. try to do better next time. But the problem right. is exactly. some people are making mistakes and they're not trying to do better next time. They're just like going backwards. So sad to yeah. see. So, yes. I mean, um, what, so over the course of the last, what, four or five years now, you've been doing your channels and this content creative work. What, have there been any big, I guess, trials or tribulations aside from the censorship that we've all dealt with and the demonetization and all that, but whether it's personal, whether it's professional, has, the, has there been any big trials you've had to go through really hard times or like what, what's been the best time? What's been your favorite memories? Um, you know, my favorite memories, of course, are pretty, you know, generic, just seeing people wake up. I always, I will really, I would live for the comments where they say, man, your second American revolution video just woke up my, my entire family or something like that. You know, people would leave comments like that. And I just like, man, it just make me feel so good because I've always been of the mindset that kind of waking people up is it everyone's like man when's this going to be over it's like dude that, that depends on you i feel right. like it really all hinges on it's probably never going to be over because waking up is <laughs> a never-ending process so that's just true too what's exactly. your finish line and it's just like but i think everything that people want to happen all hinges on having an uncomfortable conversation or and waking up people who don't want to be woken up but it's sort of like these are your brothers, right? These are your cousins. These are your friends. They're getting they're getting scammed right now. It, hmm. There's people out there right now who actually think they're happy that Joe Biden's in. I don't think as many as the bots make it seem. But nevertheless, like those people are getting scammed. I think Joe Biden hates them just as much as he hates us. The whole system that they have in place is to get in these CFR run controllers who don't care about abortion. They don't care about abortion rights or gay rights or any of that stuff. They use that as a carrot and a stick to get you to fight us. This the typical pit the poor against the poor. And so they can manufacture consent and pretty much lock us down with more and more regulations, more and more laws. It's just, it's all a scam. So I think the quicker we can show people that, and get them on our side, the quicker it's over. Once they have no one to vote for them and no one in real life supporting their policies, I think people will be surprised just how easy it's going to be to, to redo and retake over our Congress and just put everything right again. Have you lost any friends or family doing this? I know, you know, I kept it a secret for a while, uh, for a long time, actually. And so far... Once people found out about two years ago, I haven't lost anyone. You know, I've had pretty good relationships. So even like some of my liberal friends were like, all right, man, you know, like yeah. I still love you, bro. But dude, um, actually, a lot of my friends, family have woken up. So that's been a blessing. And so I, yeah. have any of these relationships become like closer or better? People like, holy shit, that's awesome. And like woken up, became more on your side. Um. Not necessarily uh, change in that way, but uh, my old band, uh, the 
me, the bassist and the guitarist, we've all kind of been like into this from the beginning. We have, we have an ongoing text chat from December of 2017 about this. And I'd say that we've gotten a lot closer. You know, we were always friends, but I'd say a lot of just digging into this stuff has made us, made us closer for sure. That's badass. That's yeah. cool to hear. Um, yeah, man. Uh, anything else you would like to kind of finish up with? Yeah, I would just say, I would just like to say that, uh, you know, it's an honor to be a part of this movement with everyone, you know, yourself included and everyone listening. And it's, it's a lot of fun, even though it's crazy, there's crazy stuff going on, but I just, you know, it's like tell everyone for even through the craziness and getting triggered by some of these people, don't forget to have fun and enjoy life because life is still beautiful. And, you know, if you go out and walk in the woods, you remember that, Hey, sometimes this stuff doesn't necessarily matter as much as we think it does. So, you know, it's, it's okay to fight, but don't lose yourself. Join it. That's all. Fully agree, man. Fully agree. We kind of miss the little things every once in a while, just taking a walk in the woods, getting away from the computer screens and our phones. Like you said, we realize, like, man, we all kind of just come from stardust and someday we're all going to die and move on into the next life or whatever happens after this one. And in the grand scheme of things, like what, we're kind of just specks here in a real huge universe. So, but at the same time, we have a lot to fight for and, you know, we need to just continue doing what we're doing. Uh, a lot of people are scared right now and they think the world's going to shit, but sometimes the best way to wake people up is to oppress the shit out of them. And heck, a lot of people are realizing like, Oh my God, this is what the world's coming to. And then they're finally doing something about it. So, right. Fun it's like ahead. sometimes you got to break something apart for something better to be built exactly unfortunately you know and uh and we all see right we all see a lot of the people i think on the left they so blindly they like they think they believe science they believe their tv and i think one of the things is showing them like science has been it's great i love science and i love physics and i love all this stuff but it's been so ever-changing and there's been so many theories over years that have been wrong I mean, look at like some ridiculous like dark matter. I mean, that's finally starting to be um, laughed at. I, I personally have never been a huge fan of that. You know, you could look into like um, right a <laughs> lot of a lot of science like out there, Berkeley propaganda and stuff, and and that that sort of lend its way away from there. But uh, but you know, maybe it will wind up being true, but it's totally unproven. But nevertheless, like a lot of these people say, trust the science every five minutes. Man, they wouldn't know real science if it bit them on the ass. So uh, I think trying to just also show people how ever-changing science is and science is meant to be questioned and science is meant to be tested and all these different things. And there is no absolute science in anything. I think that's something that uh, I found has helped wake up a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people talk about stuff like that. That's good. That's good. So, man, one last thing where you dropped your website earlier, logicalbrad.tv. Um, what's the name of your Rumble channel, your true social channel, Telegram? Drop them real quick before we uh, finish this up. Uh, at Brad CGZ on, on pretty much every platform will get you Brad CGZ. That's a uh, true social. That's pretty much everything. And uh, it should be the name where we go, when we go all. 
uh it, it was pretty much the name for most of them except for rumble I, I keep try to keep it a little low i've heard things of on rumble i know it's free but i've also heard of things getting a little banned there so but that'll yeah, find that'll find you yeah cool man well hey i appreciate you coming on appreciate you spending time uh getting to know you talking about all these things and uh let's do this again sometime soon yeah dude that was a lot of fun i appreciate you having me on all right brother man take care thank you all right take it easy man